Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by three friends. First, Rachel Calderon-Navarro. Hello. Hi. Sam Schultz. Hello. And first-time guest, Valerie Barr. Hello. And today, we three, four, there are four of us actually, but we four are talking about another four in the form of the Fantastic Four. Not the bad one from 2015. Fat four stick. Not that one. Okay. Not the bad one from 2012 or the bad one from 2005. Yes. Okay. They're all bad, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> um, and to be perfectly honest, I've only seen the first one with Jessica Alba. I haven't seen the, the, the later one, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. I haven't seen either of them. So uh, anything that I say disparaging about that is about that one first movie. I liked them. Okay. They're, you know, I, I don't think they're even necessarily bad. I just, eh. Not good Whatever. Uh, no, we're talking about the infamous 1994 Fantastic Four film that was produced for a minuscule budget of $1 million uh, by Roger Corman's studio, uh, New Horizons, which is what that studio became after New World Pictures. Okay. So there's a whole backstory here. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to try to get straight. Val has also seen a documentary at some point about this, although we can't figure out yeah. what it was or why you watched it. I have no idea, but I knew something about this movie before I watched it. <laughs> and it might have been from the third season of Arrested Development. No, it was Or the not. fourth season or whatever. <laughs> One of the Netflix seasons is about this movie, kind what? of. What? Yeah. Really? They do st- try to do a stage play of it. So Tob- really? Tobias spends like the whole season dressed like Mr. Fantastic. I don't know who Tobias. I don't watch the show, ah, so I <laughs> the character from the show. Okay, all right. Well, before we dive into this, what we need to do is a sixty-second plot dump, and uh, I'm gonna have Sam do it. Uh oh, because I feel like you're a resident comic book person. <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy. So I didn't take any notes. I have um, I have many Fantastic Four questions. I was for so you. sure that Val was gonna have to do it. What? Well, <laughs> someone should have told me if that was the case. I I wrote you an email that said I select someone. Usually me. No, usually I do the background. Oh well, I'm off the hook anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is all gonna be. Sam. We should switch it to Val. Just to yeah. ta-da! Yeah, I just read the Wikipedia article. <laughs> Well, the, there is a plot synopsis on Wikipedia, but it's way too long. It's it really seems. long. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, plot synopsis for 1994's Fantastic Four. That's a lot of fours. Yeah. In three, two, one. All right. Reed Richards is a real smart guy in college. His best friend's Victor Von Doom, and his other best friend is Ben Grimm. Victor and Reed are studying a comet or something like that. And trying to figure out how to like harness its power or something. Um, he uh, Reed also lives in a boarding house with two little kids who later become his wife. Uh, and both so, of them. Yeah, well, one of them. Uh, and so they do this experiment on the meteor. Goes horribly wrong. Victor Von Doom is killed. Reed thinks. Then flash forward ten years. The comet's coming back around. Reed gets all of his friends together. Ben, the two kids who aren't kids anymore, they go up in a spaceship, they're hit by cosmic rays, they gain superpowers, they then some stuff happens and 
they end up in Latveria with this guy named Doom, who turns out to be Victor Von Doom in disguise, who's kidnapped them so he can siphon their power, their power so he can take over the world, or shoot the world with a laser, or steal a diamond. The end. And then they become the Fantastic Four, and then Reed and Sue get married. In, with the worst shot. The, the creepy, creepy, the creepy hand, nightmare arm comes yeah. out of the twelve foot tube arm. Oh man, oh, it's so... I hated that. There's so uh, much stuff in the middle, though. About the yeah, you ju- skipped over like two thirds of the movie. <laughs> well, all the stuff with the jeweler and Ben, Ben. Yeah, there's a big chunk where Ben's fighting some underground people. Because they stole his girlfriend. I his mean, girlfriend was, was not even chunk? his girlfriend. It wasn't even his girlfriend yet. They didn't even All know All he did other. was pick her up yeah. without her consent in a stairwell, and then she fell in love with him. And broke her statue. Yeah. 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 I... I work so hard. She's, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even call those two things plot, because they don't... Like, you could remove them. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. The jeweler, who is this... It's, I texted Sam about this. Is the jeweler is like a weird mole man, but he's not mole man. He looks a lot like mole man, who's, yeah. who's the first villain the Fantastic Four ever fought, who's just like a weird old man who lives underground, mm-hmm. and he has a bunch of friends who are called moloids who are like little creatures. So it's basically the same thing, and he falls in love with lots of people who live above ground and kidnaps them. That's kind of one of his major things to do. So it's like that, except scaled back to a, a million-dollar cre- budget. Creepy man. To a, just a creepy man who lives in uh, in the sewers with a bunch of other creepy men instead of little critters. It's weird. But the jeweler is not, as far as I know, a Fantastic Four character. No, I, books. at least none that I'm aware yeah. of. Okay, well, before we dive too deep into how we all felt about this, uh, a little bit of background. This, this movie is infamous for a reason. It was... Uh, there's a lot of conflicting theories... <laughs> And statements from people at Marvel to people at the production studio to actors about whether or not this movie was supposed to ever be released. But uh, Burned, uh, this is a German name, so if I screw this up, I apologize. I know there are a few people that listen to this podcast who speak German. I apologize for what I'm about to do to your ears, but this is the best (laughs) I can do. Burned Eichinger, I think is how you pronounce that. Eichinger. Um, It's E-I-C-H-I-N-G-E-R. You probably have to go. Eichinger. I- Would it be Eichinger? Eichinger? I don't yeah. know. Well, Eichinger actually probably is. Anyway, I'm going to say Eichinger. Okay. Uh, so he had a little company and he got the rights to make the film for about $250,000, which is not that much. But Marvel in 1992 was not doing great, even though that's really weird because they had that big X-Men run, I think, in 90 or 91. That was like the the highest selling comic book oh, yeah. of all time, X Men One. Well, at the time, Fantastic Four was also had just previous, very recently been relaunched, and this storyline takes a lot from that relaunch. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, so he got it. He tried to get it financed with a big studio, but no studios would really bite because they felt like all of the budgets were too high mm-hmm. to risk on a Fantastic Four movie. Uh, so eventually, the his rights were about to run out. In December of 1992, I think, they would have run out. And in that case, he would have lost the ability to make the movie. So he's like, okay, we're going to produce a Fantastic Four movie because nowhere in my contract does it say it has to be a high-budgeted Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. So he was able to get together a million dollars 
and went to a production house that could produce something for a million dollars, which is Roger Corman's New Horizons. So Roger Corman agrees. They get everything together. They spend their million dollars and they make a movie. They make the Fantastic Four movie, which means Eichinger gets to hold on to the rights. And it's my understanding that he has a credit in the 2005 one with Jessica Biel. Hmm. No, not Jessica Biel, Jessica Alba. Um, Eichinger? Yeah. He produced it, I think. I think that I think he still has a producer credit yeah. for that. So I, he apparently did a good job. Yeah. Um, he apparently really, really wanted to make a Fantastic Four movie apparently very badly. he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they get music video director Ole Sassone. Oh, music video director. That kind of explains something. A little bit. Uh, so he had worked with Mr. Mister, The Romantics, Wang Chung, and Autograph. Oh, boy. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, and uh, he also did episodes of Xena Warrior Princess and things like that. So he definitely had a track record of making things. Um, the film, when it was finished, got a trailer that played in theaters and was hmm. attached to Carnosaur on its video release. Hey, we watched that. We watched Carnosaur. <laughs> uh, Not a good start there. <laughs> <laughs> but then it just sort of disappeared. Now, what it seems like happened is Marvel paid off Corman to pull the film. Because they felt it was so bad that they didn't want to hurt the Fantastic Four as a franchise. Hmm. Um, Which at this point was just comics, right? Yeah. And cartoons. Cartoon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There had been some cartoons. Marvel but. was pretty hot at the time, I think, though. Like early 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Why would they sell it for $250,000 then? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the actors thought they were getting a big release and they hired at their own expense publicists mm -hmm. to help publicize the grand opening hmm. of the movie. Grant, that's not it. Premiere. The premiere of the movie. Uh, then they got a cease and desist order from uh, Corman Studios mm -hmm. saying, do not promote this film. It is not going to be released. Stan Lee has gone on record as saying, uh, also, big shout out to Stan Lee who recently passed away and I am very sad about. But... Man, 95. Yeah. That's a, that's he, a good run. He was around, he was in a lot of movies and stuff. He yeah. got to see all of his things become weird, huge, 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 huge things. Yeah. 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 He must have been amazed. Anyway, yeah. um, so Stan porn went out for you if I drank. Uh, anyway, Stan Lee was quoted as saying he that the movie was never supposed to be released, hmm. um, that it was specifically just to hold on to the rights. But Eichinger and... Uh, uh, says that's not true. Like he always mm. wanted it to be released, mm -hmm. um, but they got you know in the midst of post, they just got it taken away from them, and that was the end of that. Mm -hmm. So Avi Arad, who has produced a ton of Marvel things and is still, I believe, producing Marvel things, uh, went on to say that he specifically told someone to burn all of the, or to destroy all of the negatives and the, the prints. That's rude. But someone managed to get one scan of it, and it is available on YouTube. I think it's available on Vimeo and little places. So it's a bootleg that you can actually 
find and watch. It was just uploaded to YouTube like a week ago. Is that what made you pick this one to do now? No, uh, we'd gotten done with the Highlander franchise and everybody was grouchy. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to watch something that I thought might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, why I went with Fantastic Four. So I, uh, yeah, that brings us to now. Like this, I, I want to have a conversation about destroying prints of a movie at a, later in the episode. But right now I'd like to talk to all of you about your experience watching this film. So I'm going to start with Val because you are first time on the podcast okay. and you're set up to be on many others. Um, but I'm curious, like, what was your experience watching Fantastic Four? For some reason, I had in my head that the movie was made in the 70s, so I was expecting, like... This would have been really good for the 70s, <laughs> yeah. actually. I mean, the special effects, I guess they could have been done in a way that looked better for, for the time now. But um, I overall enjoy Like, it wasn't a bad, annoying thing to watch. It was pretty enjoyable, I think. It made no sense in a lot of ways, some of the logic of the plot... Just like why characters were motivated to do the things that they were motivated to do, um, like Doctor Doom's. Yeah, yeah. Why was he mad <laughs> was, in general? What was his plot? His plot changes so many times, and then like his big plot is to steal the diamond. And then he just sees someone else stealing it, and he's like, "I don't have to do anything anymore." Yeah, but he then he has to think of a new plot to do. I think at one point we're like, he seems so much like Doctor Evil. I wonder if they took Doctor Evil character from these weird snippets of Dr. Doom. Uh-huh. So, and like Dr. Evil is such a ridiculous character. Like he doesn't have really a good plan or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. So, well, even Dr. Doom's like motivation for being angry at the people that he's angry at in the movie yeah. is like, okay, because your friend ran away because he didn't want to die from an explosion. But that's yeah. also what it is in the original comic series, mm, too. He has a, a longer backstory from yeah. where he's from, but, like, it's still maybe they were more mean to him before it happened. I think he thinks Reed is a poor scientist and that mm. he caused the accident to happen, but they don't really cover any of that in the movie. Not at all. It's just, yeah. like, Reed ran away and Victor did not ran a, run away from the giant thing that exploded because of electricity and comet. Yeah. Question mark. I think. I well, didn't because know. because Victor didn't listen to the warnings of oh, Reed because right. Reed was like, "We're not ready to do this. Yeah, mm. uh, we should have a trial run." Is like, if there's time, and then he's like, "There's no time." Yeah, and so I think the, sometimes the implication in the comic is that it actually was Reed's fault that um, his face got blown up, or like Reed at least thinks it is his fault. That his face got blown oh, up. Okay. But in this, he does not seem to think no. that. Yeah. No. Also, when Reed is like looking at Victor right after it happens, he looks like kind of burned on his face, but he's like totally like lucid and talking. And uh -huh. then he's like, oh, he died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, that, he died. I was like, oh, he must have been looking pretty bad on the rest of his body, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Just an electrocution looks face. like, yeah, I, yeah. but yeah, it, it did seem, I mean, granted, it's a trick. Yeah. Like his toadies tell him that he's right. dead, but it is funny that like nobody moves to do CPR. Nobody. No. <laughs> No, moved. it just cuts from him being like, are you okay? To him in the hospital being With told he's dead. Head. Yeah. <laughs> but like. I With guess I don't understand. Vaguely Eastern European doctor. No, he is there. Yeah. I don't understand what the conspiracy was behind him not just being like, I didn't die. I'm fine. The, did they ever? He doesn't have superpowers because of it, right? No. 
No, no, not at all. No. Did they ever explain who he was at all? I feel like there was a moment they tried to. Mm-hmm. Because he says something like "Welcome to my sovereign land" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and I and I was like, "Oh, they're gonna explain." No, they didn't yeah. explain it. He's so. just like, "This is my castle." They yeah, don't even say where the <laughs> castle is or anything. No, I don't think I even got. Th- I must have like not been paying attention for that line because I was uh-huh. like, "Where is this lair that they are?" I that don't. Line know. might not have existed. Also, yeah, it might, yeah, it was <laughs> no. just a weird. No, they. I don't think they explained. Even that. if it was just one line, like that's not enough to. No. To explain this whole intricate character's backstory. Yeah. Right. Like, it, I think that was, like, my biggest problem is, like, why it did, who are these people who took Doctor Doom away? Yeah. And why, like, why? Huh? Who? Why would they make him into this robot man with a really bad He's a outfit? robot man? I just thought he had, like, a mask on and was a normal guy. Well, like, well depending on the you, iteration. Yeah. F- finish saying how you felt about the movie. Yeah. And I'll explain everything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like obviously they did not have a budget for anything. Uh, and I think that they spent most of the budget on the animation of when uh, the Human Torch is stopping the laser from <laughs> they, destroying I, New York City. I read, though, that they got $1 million and most of it was spent on Ben Grimm. I was yeah. going to say, oh, yeah. that shows. Like, that could have looked way worse, the thing, as oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. It looked okay. I prefer... Kind of prefer this one to the Michael Chiklis one. I don't have a basis for that. It looks so. more like the cartoons I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes, I did like. I mean, I've always felt really bad for the thing in general. I mm-hmm. think that that character, he's like always very separate from the rest of them, and doesn't have a bond. Especially in this movie, it feels like Reed just like immediately stops like caring about him uh-huh. at all. Yeah. Once Johnny um, grows up, Johnny's his new best friend. Yeah. But even Johnny, like Johnny and uh, Sue. No, Johnny and uh, Ben both are like don't really have any ties to any of the other characters. They're just there saying things. Yeah. And then for Ben, he actively goes away and is sad. And the music during that part was very bizarre. It was like. It was like, like this strange When he's wandering the streets of New York. Which is an original composition, which is the other thing that's like, if this wasn't supposed to be released, why would there be, why would you pay for an original composition? There's so much music. There's like no time when there is not music in the background of this movie. And it's a score. It's weird too, because a couple of those cuts sound exactly like a cut from Star Wars Mm -hmm. and exactly (laughs) like a cut from Jurassic Park. I wrote that down in my notes. I was like... (laughs) This music makes it feel so cheesy because it's like a ripoff of so many classic 90s movies. Yeah. I kind of thought the music was okay. No, oh, I no. hated the music. Okay. It made it feel like a Hallmark movie. I wrote that down. I wrote that down exactly at the very uh, beginning. Music is unrelenting. It's Hallmark movie. Yeah, it is unrelenting, that's for sure. But overall, you had a good time. Yes. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I was just baffled by a lot of... The plot made no sense, but it was, like, entertaining anyway, mm. even though it was not good by any definition of <laughs> By, word. like, any metric. The, actually, I would say the acting from the main characters was fine. Ben flirts with being very good, I think. Like, yeah. the guy who plays him. I think Mr. Fantastic's okay. I, I think Alex Hyde White is a perfectly serviceable actor. It was kind of hard to tell who was who occasionally because they were all white men with tall heads. It was so. also, <laughs> like, we need to be clear about this as we talk about it. We all watched a YouTube version 
Yes. It was horrible. It yeah. was hard. It was yeah. bad Very quality. Hard. Also, I feel like all of you are like drinking the Kool-Aid on how good these guys were for acting. They were so bad. Oh, the guy who plays Ben is not that bad. That part when he's like... Reed, I'm in love. When he meets that lady, oh my god! I mean, how so could you cheesy. make that good though? When I that's the script, I think he did the best that he could with that part. See, this is it. I think that they had a very simple script, like a, a simple script in the way that a four year old would write a script. Yeah, like, it does very, feel very childlike and basic in yeah. a lot of ways. And then you give it to actors and actors are like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I don't know. And if you had a really good director and you had a lot of money behind it, yeah. you could work with the actors and and see if something, you could get an actor who would say, what if I said this? Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. I think that Ben and Reed, when Ben is still a human, do that a few times. And mm-hmm. that scene specifically, I think that they like flesh it out more than it deserves to be. Like even I think her him picking her up is creepy, but I think it's probably something that the actor just decided to do because it was something to do. Maybe yeah. Otherwise, there's like nothing behind why she would fall in love with him at all. Yeah, and the scene would be a minute and a half long, and they would just be like, "Ah, I love you now." I do have Thank you. a short question about that, if I may. Uh, does she touch his face in that scene because she like starts sculpting him? But I don't remember her like feeling his entire face and that what else. I have no uh, memory of this. Yeah. I think I, don't know. I think so because that's the correlation as to when they get the heads at yeah. after they quote unquote die. Oh right. And then she's feeling the faces and then she's like, No. Yeah. yeah. But I just Wait. don't remember seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. What? Part is this? Okay, they get so the heads? hold on. <laughs> the head so, sculptures. Yes, yeah, because she's going to be doing sculptures uh-huh. for the the deceased astronauts. The right. memorial. The memorial. Right, right, right. And they have the faces of them. Then she touches one and she's like, oh, Ben. Yes. Okay. Although I don't think he, she knew well, his name. She was like, oh, like she had the face like, I know who this is. And then re- like feels the like the name tag for it and it's like that's ben Grimm. it's the guy who broke my statue and then grabbed me i love him <laughs> i'm sad he uh, died he told me i must have i would always be safe with <laughs> him. oh yeah what which i mean let's be honest that's what we all want to hear yeah so <laughs> sure uh sam uh-huh how how did you enjoy this movie that's fine i guess okay. I, I feel like the fantastic four <laughs> So, we I was on the episode of Fan Fan Four Stick. Yes, and I hated that movie, but I feel like that movie did a better job of adapting the core idea into something that actually works as a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the the Fantastic Four I think are extremely hard to make into a movie, but I think making them grittier and making them a little bit younger worked really well for the new version of Fantastic Four. I just thought this movie was kind of boring. I guess it starts off pretty strong I think but then the middle and the end like especially all the stuff with the jeweler is so like why is any of this happening so like plain and so uneventful I guess all in all that it just didn't make a huge impact on me I guess and I love the Fantastic Four a lot so like seeing that they use the version of the story where he knows Sue and she's 12 is really creepy or like that specific version of the costumes I think are very gaudy and they could have used a better version of the costume like the original Fantastic Four costumes they have black gloves and blue outfits and I think that looks way less dopey I think they barely wore the outfits in this movie 
Well, I mean, pretty much the third act. Once, yeah, yeah. Sue wears Sue hers wears for a long hers time. a lot. And the other <laughs> well, two are. She's yeah. proud of it, and she's yeah. trying to make it a thing. <laughs> Uh, and then that that fact too, like Sue was garbage in this movie, and mm-hmm. Sue, pretty quickly in the comic books after this, the Jack Kirby, uh, what's that other guy's name? Stan Lee run, Sue very quickly becomes like the leader of the team basically, mm. and she like does the force projection, force fields much more in the comics than she does like one time in this movie I think she only does that does right? she do it in this movie yeah. yeah she gets really excited that For, like, she did it too second. yeah she does it and then she like jumps around well I must have looked down yeah <laughs> basically yeah. it's when they're fighting all the henchmen in, in there oh yeah that is yeah. when I looked down because I was like I don't care <laughs> <laughs> she's the only one who killed her henchmen she was fighting though really because she turned invincible and then they shot each other to oh death. yeah I remember that part yeah <laughs> some of them fell down a hole earlier right uh, some fall down a hole in the jeweler's underground yeah. Yeah. Layer. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a hole in the middle of their living room. I didn't understand that. It went down forever. Yeah. Just a, well, a pipe into the center of the earth. That's what happens in That's the That's how you get to Super Mario World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, so I don't remember what I was saying. But, so Sue was my major problem with this movie because she's cool. And in the comic books, they've really done a lot to make her like basically like the president of superheroes kind of she's like the most respected superhero i mean was that true in 92 93 it was starting to be okay his the run that john byrne i think his name was his run was the one where she started to be like she started to step into her own so by i think his run ended in 1989 or something like that so by then okay there was plenty of source material for them to draw on where she was not when did they change her name from girl to woman probably around then yeah yeah I think she decides in that in that early days huh. of that run, which is basically like the second person to write Fantastic Four. I think Jack Kirby and Stanley wrote it for a really long time, and then one of the first things they do is she Some decides to change her name. Too long. I don't know about that. It's all pretty good. It's all stuff that they're still like Marvel still strip mines all of that stuff for stories now. They just came up with so much stuff that still works as stories. So I just thought it was all right. I guess, okay. Mostly. Rachel? I did not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so. It wasn't that it was boring like it did. Like it was obviously boring because it was so. So much fluff. And. I'm not going to argue with that. Like, there's. It's. You know, when like you say, hey, how's it going? And then you say, good. <laughs> yeah, that, that is what this movie was like. <laughs> or like, uh, how, how are you? And, and you're like, you say, good. And but like you're not like there's so many more emotions going on in your brain where it's like you don't have the time to explain why you're more than good or worse than good or something not good what? <laughs> i think that, that's when you say somebody says how's it going and you say it's going yeah yeah, yeah. exactly like it's the fluff of of words and like characters and like i just think that there's so much about this that is like so hallmarky and like early hallmarky because even now Hallmark stuff is like kind of funny and uh cult almost. It's self aware now. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. But this is like not self aware. And I think that's the sad part about this movie. 
and like I didn't like how all the scenes felt so detached from each other like everything felt like chopped up Mm. and yeah I just think it was kind of a lame movie and I think it it like suffers the same fate as kind of like Justice League movies or the Justice League movie does in that they formed as a team in the last 10 minutes of the movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's I, how the first Fantastic, the newer Fantastic Four movie was too. And that's yeah. kind of why like all the other Fantastic movies kind of flopped because I feel like so many of those kinds of movies take forever to form them as a team when they're already known to society yeah. as mm-hmm. a team. And it's like, just let them be a team. Let them be like superheroes. Mm-hmm. And like you, you never get any cool montages. You never get any like explanations or anything interesting. It's just all so like static. It was just all plot with no development or anything interesting. It's barely that. even plot. No, it's I feel like. Because yeah. like there's so many parts that don't really relate to each other like who's the mom guy who is like dr doom why are these uh why is dr doom in a in a metal suit that's i mean i know that they were hinting that like they have to save him why did they have to come across at all why did these two children who were 12 years younger than these people know everything about this project and what is yeah, this project that was, why we need a diamond i don't know everything was why he was like why 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 are we getting the storm siblings to do this and he was like nobody knows more about this than they do yeah but then when why? they got to their house it seemed like they hadn't seen him for 10 years yeah like he hadn't yeah, seen he, he or obviously he was just hadn't always seen so struck by sue every time he sees her yeah. he just stares <laughs> he just stands for a long room. time shout yeah. out to a young mercedes McNabb playing young sue storm who if you are like me, know her from uh, Buffy and Angel as Harmony, uh-huh. one of the best characters in <laughs> that entire show. Harmony episodes are so good. So They're good. so good. Yeah. yeah. And she was, uh, she's the rare uh, Buffy Angel alum that was there on the pilot, or not the pilot, but the first episode mm-hmm. of Buffy and the final episode of Angel. Like, she was there oh. the whole way. <laughs> I haven't finished Angel. Does she become a more main character in it? Or yeah. she just happens to be that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think she's actually in the opening titles oh. uh, in season five. Cool. I think so. Um, but she's great huh. in it. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's one of the best parts of season five. So, uh, okay. Well, here, look, I, I, I <laughs> myself, <laughs> thought this movie was adorable. It's It's cute. It's trying so hard to be earnest and to be an actual Fantastic Four movie. My biggest gripe with a lot of comic book movies from the 80s and 90s specifically mm-hmm. is that they always seemed to, like, we're going to use the name, mm-hmm. but we're not going to tell any of the actual story of that character. We're yeah. just going to make, because it's a comic book, so it's dumb. Kind so we're going to make it. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to make it, you know, we're going to make it so something somebody will watch. And that's what kept happening with Batman. Yeah. That's what kept happening with a lot of the things that they were trying to do with Superman. That's mm-hmm. like. You have source material. If you don't want to work with these characters, don't work with these characters. Mm-hmm. You can, there's plenty of other material you can draw from to tell the the story that you want to tell. So for me, it was nice to see something made by someone who obviously wanted to make a Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciated that. It's hilariously low budget. Like, it is – there are some embarrassing 
shit in here that <laughs> yeah I, they're lucky we watched it on youtube oh man <laughs> i would love to see a full oh high def. yeah i got yeah. really I sad to. when i found out that they did burn the that there is no film so they actually did do that i mean it, it, it may turn up that that was a lie but that's what i'm it's in the disney vaults now yeah, yeah like i i have a real problem with people destroying work like this yeah and that includes stuff that like what george lucas did yeah. to star wars it's like film and all art is a it's it's a time capsule and it represents the zeitgeist the technology you had at the time the choices you made at the time mm-hmm. uh and it worked at the time for for people for a reason mm-hmm. and so you want to not release it fine don't release it that's that's okay but to just destroy it seems really offensive to me mm-hmm. um, because actually I do think this is worth an HD restoration. You know, like I, I think it would be cool to have this, even if it was like when they reboot Fantastic Four with, uh, with the, within the MCU, yeah. if this came out as an, as a special, you know, as part of the special edition, this was on the, on the DVD, you yeah. know, like I, that would be cool. Like, this is an interesting point in time. Marvel hadn't had it figured out yet. They were doing well in comics, but they could not get anything off the ground. DC was dominating the box office. Mm -hmm. But Marvel just couldn't get anything to work. It's an interesting piece of history. And to just have thrown it out is, it's reprehensible to me. Do you feel that way about all art? Um, Different mediums? Generally, I I do. I I, I don't think like, you know, uh, if he could have... um, you know, there's, there's, we're also talking about a few different things here. So yeah. um, this is an overgeneralization, but like, um, if someone had purchased, uh, the Venus de Milo, okay. Or, um, Mona Lisa, let's mm-hmm. use that. It's a better one. Somebody had purchased a Mona Lisa and then decided, ah, this isn't really what people want to see. Uh-huh. And I don't want to screw up fir- future painters. So I'm just going to burn <laughs> this. Yeah. Sure. You know, that, like, now granted, I know that's the Mona Lisa. It's a beautiful painting and, and you know, whatever. I love that you're comparing the <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> Four to the Mona Lisa painting. I mean, or you could look at something like Guernica by um, uh, Pablo Picasso, Picasso uh-huh. that is not quote unquote beautiful but it is a heavy work of art and and everything like you wouldn't go back in and say well if he were to do it today what he would do it and then you go change it you know uh-huh. or you would just say ah no this is this is being a really negative connotation about the atomic bomb and everything so we're just going to we're just going to throw it away so nobody ever so it doesn't ruin our like that that stuff bothers me or, so i don't know if that answers your question right i was thinking like for example like this is very different because it's just one person's work versus a ton of people doing something but like jd salinger had a bunch of uh his writing i think that he like refused like he wanted it never published after he died and then i think that people did anyway which is like a thing but i don't think that's a one-to-one really correlation i I just if you're the one who's doing it you can do whatever you want yeah but i think like to see the movie and think like surely everyone who made this is embarrassed of it and it's (laughs) stupid i'm just gonna have them all destroyed but like it looks bad it, okay, it does. It's a bad-looking movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people worked really hard on it, and mm-hmm. the actors were trying to get some publicity up for it because if it's not released, it can't go on their showreels. Right. And, yeah. and so that's, you know, uh, I think they shot for a month 
That's a month of work. Yes, they got paid for it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like there's more to than to acting than just getting paid. Yeah. There's also how it affects your future career. Yeah. Now, sometimes, yeah, you, maybe you could argue, yeah, the, destroying this was the best thing for their careers. I don't think that's true. Um, also, you never know, like, you know, what if somebody had a, a what if this they had cast an early Jude Law in this, yeah. you know? Did, and th- was it true that um, who plays the Hulk now? Mark Ruffalo yeah. auditioned. Was Mark Ruffalo really auditioning to be Doom in this? Yeah. That would have been nuts. God, he would have been enough. just a little baby, baby Ruffalo. He would have been so short. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, with that said, I, I you know, I, I th- we also get into rough stuff because like J.D. Salinger says, I don't want these published. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But George Lucas still owns the right, still at the time owned the rights to all the Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. I also don't think it's right for him to go back in and change it and then disallow those originals to sort of exist. Yeah. J.K. Rowling it, sort of. Sort of, but she's not like going back and editing the books. Really, she's just adding. She's to just them talking constantly. about it on Twitter and being weird. Yeah, and even there, that doesn't bother me as much as like I don't like people trying to erase history. Yeah, mm-hmm. like history exists so we can learn from it, good or bad. Like yeah. it, we, it exists. There's much to learn from this movie. <laughs> yes, there is. You can look at this and you can say, "Well, I better not do that." <laughs> Yeah, you know, but I think there are things that do kind of work in here that that you could take away and you could say, you know what, if I was doing a Fantastic Four movie, here's what I like. Uh And I like this idea of um, doom being in shadow for most of it, you know, and, and everything like I don't like how it was done in the movie. But I do like that idea of him being revealed. Is what I thought they were going to do with Ultron in Age of Ultron was keep him in shadow yeah, for a long time. Not at all. Not at all. Like he has it, that cloak on for like a minute, a half a second, <laughs> yeah. and then he takes it off. And well, it's Ultron. Yeah. And I, yeah, that was so. There, there are elements of it that like oh, that could have worked if you, you know, if you had more time. Because like with a low budget comes less time. Yeah. Yeah. The Wikipedia article I liked it. It said twenty one or twenty five days. Yeah. They weren't <laughs> sure which one it was, but it wasn't in between those two. No. It's one of those one or the other. of time. Yeah. 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 Absolutely bizarre. So that's my feeling on it. I find it adorable. I find it cute. Sure. Um, I don't think there's any denying that it's cute exactly. I say <laughs> I find it, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's cuteness. So <laughs> um, it was creepy also, though. Why? Oh, let's talk about the different ways in which this film is creepy. <laughs> Valerie, go. Oh, well, the fact, just the whole... A young, very young child, yeah. and at least college age, if not like almost thirty-year-old man. Very yeah. possibly Ten years in graduate later. school. I think yeah. he was a doctor. Definitely he was getting his doctorate. I think. Okay, yeah. doctor so, Reed yeah. Richards. And Ten a years later. I guess he girl? Well, I, I think, think in the comics she's twelve. And then plus she 10. just had yeah. a crush on him, and yeah. then the the guy was just like, "Hey, little kid, I'm sure. cool." Sure, kind of thing. but that that. Particular scene is almost shot for shot a scene from the comic books that has gone down as like infamously like why what's the <laughs> point because before that that wasn't their age difference or like they just never had really like maybe it was their age difference but they never gone back and explored like ah when he was this age she was this age and mm-hmm. they knew each other they didn't um, it's just like extra an and extra she layer. thought he was hot and she thought he was a hunk yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I guess that's true. Nothing wrong with thinking somebody's a hunk. No. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I mean, I thought I, I thought Sylvester Stallone was a hunk when I was like twelve. So oh no, that's fine. That. But you're not married to him now. He doesn't live in your house. Yeah, but she wasn't married to him at that age either. I know. Sylvester but, Stallone didn't give you a big kiss on the cheek when you were twelve, and then you got married to him. Well, 
it's like it's like if like I'm one on of team my, Rachel here, by the way. Uh, okay, like I, I like for instance, my like my brother is like way older than me, and when I was a kid, I had like. I probably had crushes on his friends, mm-hmm. and if I got older now, or wait, <laughs> if, uh, if, if you got older, oh, now. let's not get crazy. Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> like now that I'm older, it doesn't seem crazy. Like if I were to date, well, like an older person, it just who seems I had a cr- happened to have a crush on when I was a little kid. The way it's portrayed in the movie does not make anything make sense about like it it doesn't feel real I think, or good. I think the storytelling <laughs> is bad. Unnecessary. You it's mean like, like their relationship why? at when she's grown up also doesn't feel real or good because he never talks to her. No. Yeah. No, he's he, always talking to Johnny. He's always talking to Johnny. He addresses every almost all of his lines when they're like in action. He's like, Johnny we have to figure out how to turn this <laughs> off. And Johnny just kind of like stands there like, He doesn't okay. do anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can figure out how to turn it, it off. It becomes problematic when like it gets older. When she's selling when the she, costumes. And, when she like, gets older and when she's like the lackey. Yes. Yeah, she totally does not have any kind of like in chargeness or like even like, I mean, obviously it's right at the beginning when they're first using their powers basically mm-hmm, this whole mm-hmm. movie, but still she seems very young. Yes. So does Johnny. But I like their power reveals. Oh, in when they're crashed yeah. in the field? I think that's fine, yeah. I liked her being like, What are you talking about? I'm right here. Yeah. Like that was I was fine with that. And I liked uh he sneezed basically, right? Johnny uh-huh. sneezed <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool and I thought he was suitably overacting that, you know, it, all of those moments. It was admirable that they didn't try to make him look more human torchy for most of the movie. Like they didn't put fire all well, over him, did they? They didn't have the budget. No, yeah. but they could have tried, I think. <laughs> well, and then when they did try, it was no good. It was, it was like animated it was almost yeah maybe like one cartoon of yes the funniest definitely. things i've ever seen when the laser beam hits him <laughs> and he's just like dancing he's <laughs> flying around <laughs> yeah i was i was the whole time i was like how is he actually going to stop this and he just pushes it back into outer space yeah i was so confused yeah the, the, i don't even know what that beam was supposed to do yeah that was, that was doom doom just like made that plan up on the spot almost <laughs> yeah it's like i'm gonna steal your powers then he forgets about that plan so fast and then he's like ah well now i have also have a laser i guess i could use that too just blow up new york <laughs> yeah but but no valerie brings up a really good point so the laser is being fired from Doom's yeah. uh, castle. Uh-huh. Somewhere. Somewhere. Latveria. Latveria. Which is Another Eastern country? Europe. Another yeah. country, but maybe in this movie not. But yes, obviously it's supposed to be it's Latveria. It's on yeah. Earth. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. on Earth. It is, it is clearly on Earth. And then the Human Torch runs after it, which means he has to go faster than light. I don't think they were taking that into consideration. No. But it's legitimately what we're seeing. They didn't know what a laser was, maybe. Maybe that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it just went straight. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then he he goes, he stands in front of the laser and he bounces around, which is one of the funniest <laughs> damn things I've ever that seen. That is very like music, 90s music video. <laughs> oh, yeah. it is. That's yeah, what I was thinking. You're right. <laughs> um, and then he pushes back the laser and I want to highlight a point that Valerie said, which is, and then it explodes in space? Yeah. When he's pushing back the laser, the Chrysler building is directly behind him. Then it explodes, and then he's zipping around in space for some reason. What yeah. happened? Yeah, that made no sense. Yeah, it was awesome though. <laughs> it was, uh, well, it yeah, was something. it was sure. something. It really tried to be. It was more exciting than the end of the new Fantastic Four. Yes, exciting. much more. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the new new one, oh. so I don't know. Really boring the whole way through. The, 
I think it's interesting. We can't. I, it, I think we have just like opposite ends of the spectrum, like really high budget. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four in 2015, I think. Yeah. Um, and then really low budget in 1994. So oh. separated by 20 years. One, tons of studio meddling. The other one, apparently they were just doing whatever they wanted yeah. to do. Um, the, the 2015 one, I actually really like until about the midway point when it's mm-hmm. just clear that there's nothing, nothing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just boring. Yeah. The setup from, for their relationships are all very good, though. Setups are good. The actors are good. The special effects are really mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they get their powers is both scary and cool, mm-hmm. um, like all the rocks colliding onto Ben's thing. Like, that's all cool. So, but yeah, then just nothing happens. And it, I don't know, I guess I feel a little more, I'm giving a little bit more leeway to this one because it's like, there's not a lot happening here, but things are happening. They did yeah. their best with what they had. Yeah, you know. It's... There's henchmen. There's lots of henchmen. There's lots of up. henchmen. <laughs> yeah. There's Two lots super of villains. henchmen, and we don't know who they belong to. They belong to Doom. I will say there was one second of the movie where there's Dr. Doom standing, and then there's another guy a henchman that is dressed the same as Dr. Doom behind him. And I was like, are there two Dr. Dooms? <laughs> I just totally did not. Maybe that was the first time the henchman showed up. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I remember the part you're talking yeah. about. Because I thought Doom Doom in the comic books has Doom bots yeah. that Ooh. do his bidding. So I thought, oh, cool, Doom bots. But they were just dudes in green parkas. Yeah. Like, yeah. They might be didn't have pants on or something. It looked they like just... it didn't look like it. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, so Sam was uh, Doctor Doom for Halloween maybe like three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, the costume I made you. <laughs> looks looks like... the same. Not better necessarily, but no, the same. No, I would say better. My mouth they moved only... at least. Yeah, yeah, your mouth moved, so there's that. <laughs> well, his mouth, it was, he was just wearing a, a mask, yeah. and his head was you behind the mask. You can see his chin behind it, yeah. But in the comic books, the mask is melted to his face mm. because he's like, goes sadistic after he gets his face melted off. I would like to say that for parts of the movie towards the end, I noticed... He was just gesticulating wildly as he talked, which he did not do in the <laughs> yeah. first half. He was no. writing what he was saying He wrote at one the number point. 12 out in the air when he said 12. You have 12 hours. Yeah. And that is when he fully embraces his Dr. Evil he does. side. Like yeah. when he shows up on the screen and he does, yeah. and he's je- that's when he's gesticulating He's like he's everything. conducting an orchestra. Yeah. I feel like at one point he was like, whoa. My suit makes crazy sounds, and then he just went with yeah. it. I think you're right. Well, and also is that to set up? Look, I have hands to the end of the movie where there's he falls off a cliff, oh. dies, and then his hand fingers are moving it's, a little bit. It's at the setting end. up the hand reveal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he has hands. <laughs> yep. The, the one oh, of them is still boy. somehow sentient. He's without like, this the rest is what my hands body. look like. Because it's like crawling on the ledge. It didn't yeah, fall it didn't right. Yeah. His glove. So he might have been a robot. I don't know. In this version, they don't have... explain that or well, anything I guess he could have been a cyborg. Yeah, yeah, because he was obviously had human eyes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> obviously, what's well, the only thing we see yeah. for so yeah. much time? Um, I have a question uh, about Doctor Doom, uh-huh. like because I don't really follow Fantastic Four. What is Doctor Doom? Okay. Doctor Doom is the best supervillain in Marvel by a this long shot. This is what I keep hearing from everyone. Because he's one of my favorite video game characters. Mm-hmm. He's really fun in Marvel versus Capcom. Too. Yes, he is. Uh, he doesn't think he's a bad guy. That's why he's so cool. He's like Magneto 
he's like Magneto, but even a little bit nicer than Magneto because he's like thinks he's doing the best he can for the people of his country. He thinks that he knows how to protect the world better than anybody else does. But really, he's just like totally impassionate, like science sorcerer guy. So he's like who, Fisk. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of villains became more like Dr. Doom as they were adapted to the screen, like Kingpin especially. He is very Dr. Doom and fantastic, Aaron Daredevil the first season of daredevil for sure it's just like this model of marvel villain who is like trying to do the right thing but in a very very bad way like the brutal way so he's the king of latveria and he was reed's uh roommate in college (laughs) and reed blew his face up and he moved back home and hid away for a long time and learned how to do magic and got his doctorate apparently at some point yeah he does magic doctorate of magic maybe Mm -hmm. it could be that that could be it I think in the comic books it is implied that he just pretends that he's a doctor and he doesn't actually have a doctorate. (laughs) It's an important detail. He's just like the ultimate Marvel bad guy, I guess. He's like the last boss. That's basically what he is. Yeah. Um, I know that in uh, Marvel superheroes, he was the boss before Thanos. Mm -hmm. But he can be be reasoned with. And if he sees the value in what you're doing, he'll be like, okay, Doom's on your team now. Let's go do it. It's interesting. Sam and I used to talk about this. Like, it would be so cool after the next Infinity War if you have a reveal of somebody in a green cloak turning around wearing an, a, a, a sort of. They've rebuilt an Iron Man suit. Uh huh. And that's where it stops. So it's like that same reveal you have of Thanos at the end of the first Avengers, only this time it reveals that it's Dr. Doom. Yeah. And that gets you into then the fantastic four. Hey, he's Iron Man right now in the comic books. Sam, Sam told me that if that happened, he would scream. I will cry. (laughs) I will cry. If Dr. Doom shows up in infinity war too. Wouldn't that be great? Uh huh. Yeah. Why are they not any of those characters? Okay. Let me tell you. Yes. All right. So (laughs) I don't know much about superhero things. Um, basically what happened in the 90s, the late nineties, uh, um, Marvel was in trouble. Like, they were in a lot of financial trouble. They got bailed out uh, by a couple entities. 20th Century Fox bought a few properties, X-Men, Fantastic Four, a couple other ones, I think maybe Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, one, yeah. I think it was one of them. Uh, and then Sony bought Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so that means now, uh, then Universal bought the Hulk. Uh, so there's a lot around there the only things they kept were things that nobody wanted like mm-hmm. Iron Man and Thor um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians that of the Galaxy Captain so America yeah, yeah. stuff people like, don't give a shit about yeah, yeah. Ant-Man Ant- who wants Man. Ant-Man who well Ant-Man? honestly <laughs> that one was probably <gasps> Ant-Man rules I don't know anything about Ant-Man I didn't see the movie but his name is Ant-Man so. oh yeah I mean before I guess the there's mo- Spider-Man Spider-Man that's not yes Ant-Man yeah. friends they're they're <laughs> <laughs> What can you ask for? Spider-Man is has always been like the most the best-selling comic book. Yeah. So that was the only Marvel book that really Also like, true for merchandise. Yeah. Like hmm. Spider-Man has the best-selling merchandise of all superheroes. Yeah. Um so when Marvel finally got their act together uh and promoted Kevin Feige to the position he was originally executive producer of just Marvel Comics, I think, mm-hmm. and then he got the job to take off on the on a film studio mm-hmm. to do Marvel Cinematic Universe. They tried to figure out ways to partner with things. That's why we got the Incredible Hulk, which was a partnership with the Marvel with Marvel and Universal to make 
the Incredible Hulk. Uh, didn't do very well, and and the only way they can have Hulk in the movies is if it's not a Hulk movie. Hmm. So that he can be in the Avengers movies, he can show up in Thor Ragnarok. He has to be a supporting character and not the main character. Okay. That's probably okay. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Spider Man, they kept making Spider Man movies until they failed miserably, and then they Sony actually went to Marvel and said, help us make good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they made Spider-Man Homecoming and it's very good. Very good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's one like second. It's one of the best. Yeah. It's one of the best ones they've done. Yeah. Uh, and the same, w- the only real true holdouts have been Fox. So 20th Century Fox held out on X-Men and uh, Fantastic Four. And there'd been a really weird back and forth, like X-Men mutants aren't a thing in the comics anymore, I don't think. They're back now, baby. Oh, I, I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> they so, were Inhumans only. The Inhumans oh, okay. and the X-Men had a war, and the, all the X-Men died. Oh, and now all the Inhumans died. So. <laughs> Dang. Well, I mean, after that burn, terrible, burn. terrible show, <laughs> yeah. the Inhumans died. You uh, said that was bad, because I'm intrigued by those The The people. Inhumans are... The Fantastic Four and the Inhumans are so intertwined with each other that mm-hmm. I don't know how you could do one without the other almost. The Fantastic Four would be so useful for in- introducing all of this stuff because that's basically what their role in the Marvel Universe is, is to like, they're the first contact with the Scrolls, they're the first contact with the Inhumans, they're the first contact with Black Panther. Yeah, They're just like the point of view characters of the whole universe almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then Disney, which owns Marvel recently went into a huge thing to purchase 20th Century Fox and all of their assets. I think that's happened. I think it did. Yeah, I, I, or is happening in the process of happening. It got they, voted to happen, I'm pretty sure, by the shareholders. But it maybe did, but now there's, the still government, government, yeah. a, there's still a government, there's still government oversight. And our government isn't really good at doing things right now, so yeah. it still may take a while. There's probably a lot of dummies in the government who are like, I want to see a, a Fantastic Four movie, okay. <laughs> so I think it's going through because like they're doing the whole um disney plus and they probably want to include a bunch of other stuff i mean yeah i just i haven't heard the actual like i remember when the thing happened with disney and lucasfilm like that was when it was finalized yeah yeah it was a big thing big deal yeah so i haven't heard the final thing it's probably going to happen yeah and i also have a lot of conflicting feelings on that yeah i think all of the marvel characters should be with marvel (laughs) Yeah. That's my big takeaway. I think that's fair. Uh, I don't think that Disney needs to own every goddamn franchise. It doesn't need to own it, The Simpsons. It doesn't need to own Aliens. <laughs> that would be kind of cool because they could build an alien ride. Oh, I, I just <laughs> I don't want a PG version of Aliens and Predator. So I I think I might. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> right. but I, I just I, there's there's a point Have at which it's too much. Have you ever been on Mr. Toad's uh, Wild that Ride? That ride's fucked up. It's so <laughs> scary. They go to hell. Why is why do you bring that up? Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's rated Disney R. ain't, it's rated R, Disney ain't worried yeah. about not going R version. Well, I guess maybe that's true. But I, I so yeah so that's where they are now. That's why they weren't able to have all of these characters. To think they built, that Marvel built what is happening right now with Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Captain America. And that Captain America was the best (laughs) franchise out of all of those franchises. Uh, Young me would not believe me if I told him that. It was some heavy lifting that they had to do to make that work, but... Holy crap. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's how it worked out. And hmm. I I get being nervous about this thing, you know, throwing a wrench into future plans because it is an embarrassingly low budget thing. 
But at the same time, you know, don't release it, then release it later. Mm-hmm. After you've made something good, then you can release it and be like, yeah, this is the thing that we didn't want to release. Look, ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Remember that time? Yeah. yeah. I'm very curious of the path that this one remote, remaining low quality copy, copy took to get put on the internet. Yeah, I would love to know that too. Like who found it? Yeah. Do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about it. I heard that it was one person in the post process. Okay. <laughs> God bless. Um, they were like, this belongs in a museum. <laughs> they stole it. I, you know, I, people do some weird shit. And maybe he started to hear rumblings that like this was not going to go anywhere. And he yeah. was like, oh, we worked so hard on this, man. Let's put, or maybe, maybe he thought it was so bad. He was like, you guys need to see this shit. <laughs> that could be. Or maybe it would just like end up oh, like, oh, I have a copy of that. It's gone. I have I have a copy. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I just made a copy just for Oh, fun. you mean this this thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when they find that uh, one remaining copy of Metropolis somewhere that is uh-huh. actually, you know, or like the day that we're talking about this, they found a lot. The new Mickey. The like the the la- one of the last Oswald the Lucky Rabbit shorts that yeah, yeah. Walt Disney wow. worked on, and uh-huh. it was in a guy's attic in Japan. Huh. He just bought a copy of it from his local movie theater and threw it in his attic. It's kind of sad that that type of thing can't happen anymore with things being made now because yeah. the internet is already there. There's something magical to like on discovery of, of that kind reel. of thing. Yeah, yeah. or or just finding things. Yeah, like I remember when I first when like I first started going on eBay back in mm-hmm. like '99. <laughs> was like, look at everything I have found. <laughs> like these albums that were, you know, they were limited edition and now people were selling them. It's like, yeah, it's a little expensive, but I never thought I would actually see a copy of yeah. this. Yeah, and now everything's ripped and available online yeah. kind of thing. Maybe. I mean, there might be like 10 years from now, somebody be like, well, I found this really old hard drive that this guy never shared it with. Yeah. And like, I or found all be. these things all these like uh on set photos of i don't know first iron man or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that yeah or it so. could be i found this hard drive but it can't plug into any computer so i <laughs> guess i'll just throw it in the garbage Maybe. No, I think if I found so. a hard drive, I'd work really hard. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. But if you're an old person, doesn't know what is going on. Huh. I found a thumb drive in the back of a picture that I bought at a thrift store, <laughs> and it had one single picture of Max Bacchus on it. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> or not Max Bacchus? Um. Yeah, Ma- Max Bacchus, one of our old senators. Oh. Yeah. Weird. That's the only picture that was can I, can I, I had a similar experience. <laughs> I was hoping it would be. There was a thing that I thought was a USB stuck in the wall by oh, yeah. uh, Clyde Coffee. I pulled it out, and it was an empty jewel pod, and it was not a USB <laughs> stick. <laughs> but I was oh, so no. excited that I was going to find some treasure. Yeah. And it was garbage. Yeah. I uh, when was out in a parking lot in the middle of the night. And uh, sitting next to my car was a crushed iPod Touch. And I picked it up and I was like, well, now I got an iPod Touch, I guess. (laughs) And I took it home and it worked. And that iPod went with me for... Five ten years. What the Whoa. heck? And it That's had awesome. it had some cool songs on That's it too. Awesome. I love that kind of thing. I was doing Adopt a Highway once, picking up trash <laughs> on the side of the road, and I found a Blue Man Group CD. <laughs> well, talking about Blue Groups, the oh. Fantastic Four. Uh, Do you think that this movie was made not to be released? Because I think it stinks of a movie made not to be released. I, I think if anybody thinks it wasn't going to be, they were just lying to them. Why would they finish it if it wasn't supposed to be? I think it just. I think they probably had to have it be a certain length, and it was like this could happen in a Fantastic Four movie, or this could happen in a Fantastic Four movie. 
it just feels like maybe scenes of things that could potentially happen and the beginning is strong so i feel like they started it strong and they were like we'll try really hard on this part then we'll just have a bunch of like various f- versions of a fight scene that they could have. i didn't feel like the beginning was strong hmm. i did i think there is enough in this movie to make me feel both ways okay it's too complete hmm. like it is too complete it's weird that they also put out a trailer. Don't you think that maybe the guy was just lying and had to do it to a certain degree to make it to make it satisfy the conditions of whatever mm. deal he had? I mean, it's possible. It's mm. very possible, but it just still feels too complete. Yeah. And it's with the exception of like there's no ADR where there clearly should have been ADR on Doom. Yeah. So why stop there, though? It's... I guess so. I guess at that point, why not just put it in theaters? Because maybe you could pick up a few bucks or something. They tried so hard, I feel like. Yeah. Send it straight to video? Like, yeah. Corman at that point had been good at sending stuff straight to video. So I, I don't know. Like, hmm. I think that there's reason to believe either side. Okay. That it wasn't or it was. And I the thing that's frustrating is you have two people telling two completely different stories about yes or no. Yeah. And so it's like, hmm. well, there's no one to believe for sure. Well, and Stan Lee makes up everything like he, he kind of does stuff. yeah, yeah. A, you know well, we love you did. stan sorry i haven't liked a fantastic four movie yet <laughs> did you like this one no okay <laughs> no i didn't like it i found it cute yeah that doesn't mean i have to like that's it. different yeah, yeah like... oh that's cute <laughs> <laughs> exactly can i can i talk about something that i discovered um oh, yeah. please do. while watching this there was uh the spaceship stuff and they're taking off and launching, I thought all oh, that was hilarious generally because it was so bad. Yeah. But um, the they have a countdown and then they blast off. And I was like, that audio sounds familiar. And it's the countdown from Apollo 11. They used the exact audio from the Apollo 11 countdown. Of the oh. guy going like, engines, whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, this sounds really familiar. And, and you, I was like, who it's loves from, space stuff. I was like, it's from a, it's definitely a liftoff of a real NASA thing. And I Googled it in like two seconds later. I played the actual clip from Apollo 11. Cool. I was like, ah, oh. there's also stock footage of some rocket engines. It's definitely, or not stock footage, but it's NASA footage right. that I noticed as well. Huh. Um, but I laughed really hard when I was like <laughs> playing them at the same time. <laughs> I was like, wow, they really had a quite an operation going here. I feel like you had a better time with this movie than any of the rest of us. Yeah, I also liked, I wrote it down because uh, the whole spaceship part really cracked me up. It was so brief (laughs) and bad, Uh but at some point Reed is in the ship and they're steering around and he says, putting on this turn signal and turning right, (laughs) which I thought was very funny. I feel like, see, you put that. If you had Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. doing that in, in the spaceship in Infinity War. It would be fun. It would, it would be, be funny. a funny joke. Yeah, it would be yeah. a funny joke. But in this one, you're like, did they think that was funny? No, it was just like, this is how to steer or a ship. is there a turn yeah. signal on yeah. your ship? Yeah. Is there an actual turn signal <laughs> on your ship? Gotta let the aliens know which way you're yeah. turning. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> let Canaveral know, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I also liked a moment in there where... The thing starts, the diamond, the fake diamond they yeah. put in there starts malfunctioning and things are going wrong. And Reed immediately goes, It's a fake. No, yeah. he goes, The diamond is fake. In like a very bored voice. The uh, diamond is fake. He's like, Suddenly, duh, it's not something's going bad. The diamond is not real. Why would that be your conclusion immediately? Of yeah. all the things that could go wrong, yeah. like that would not be my first. No. This exact replica of the diamond. Yeah. It would, yeah. Assuming like, that someone did 
and an elaborate heist yeah. to steal your giant diamond. Those types of moments make you think that they were like self-aware and doing some funny stuff. Also, when the jeweler is breaking into their hideout, there's like a laser grid on the floor and he's just like dancing around <laughs> yeah. all of the, the squares of the laser. And Doom is watching him do <laughs> The most difficult to break into place ever. Not really. That's why he's the best of the best. That's why he's a super villain. I liked how delighted Doom was to watch him yeah. do that dance. <laughs> he's like, he's doing all my work yeah. for me. That's, yeah. And then he's just like, you guys can come home now, I guess. Yeah. The thing that we were going to do, we don't have to do anymore. Yes, we're done, guys. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, the whole plot of the jeweler being in love with the blind lady making her queen, I think. Yeah, making a lot of the henchmen homeless people was also kind of like, uh. Well, yeah, and, and the diamond was her, like, wedding present. Yeah. Well, and making, like, this was awful. Like, him telling her that, oh, the world has made you feel like an outcast. And I, I appreciated the fact that she's like, no. Yeah. I she's like, a, I'm a very accomplished sculptor. Yeah, I'm <laughs> good. I feel weird now. Yeah. So, but yeah. then the thing is like, yeah, sure, you're right. I guess I'll live in this sore with you a bunch of creeps. Well, the thing is always sad, isn't yeah. it? And I like he how he just re- was like acted even more weird because he just didn't talk that whole time. Uh-huh. He was just like, oh, I'm a rock man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, turned a uh, human for a hot second. Oh, for no reason. I totally I, forgot about that And then part. he went back outside and then he turned back into him yeah, himself again. That he whole thing love. where they get their powers because of their greatest flaw. Oh, yeah. no. I think it's something from one of the books that was dumped very quickly, but I yeah. hated that. That It was like this weird moment of realization for them all that was yeah. like Say that again. Barely even Why am I always so shy around yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell You've me always how much, been a hothead. Tell me how much you are lesser than me. <laughs> and then he's like, And you, Ben, you always use your brawn when your brain would suffice, and that's such a mean thing to say. Yeah. Also, friend. there's no evidence of that in the movie whatsoever. <laughs> no, he's so at all. nice. He's and why would that connect to him all. turning human? Yeah, well, when he falls in love. No, when he falls in love. No, it's not when he falls in love. It's when someone tells him that they're in love with him. Oh. Notice that? Because he's already in love with he's her. He's already in love with her. That's true. But then she's like, I love you, Ben. And he, oh, he, he, he banners. <laughs> I, this is the thing. Time, and what I, what, I tell, uh, what I told Sam was like, I think somebody confused the Hulk and the thing. Because uh. the, the thing in otherwise is always the thing, That's right? That's like the whole thing he's about the thing. He's never not the yeah. thing. Yeah. Now yeah. he turns the human one week of the year because of an experiment, but- that's very now recent. meaning in now, the comics of the, of the in the past like ten years. That's oh, okay. the thing that happens now. But hmm. I mean, he would turn human every now and then when Reed would try to cure him. Right. But hmm. then, that, like, if Reed had splashed him with something before he walked out the door and been like, <laughs> "Maybe this will work," and then it worked later, that would have been perfectly fine. Oh. I didn't even connect it to the love. I thought it was Doom did something to him that made him. I don't think feel anybody bad. did anything to nope. him. Yeah. He just turned into a man. He does, and he turns into a man for a very, very short yeah, amount of he time. Walk, right? He leaves, and then he's a, a he's the thing again. Yeah, he yeah. screams, and they do this weird, this annoying cut back and forth. Yeah, because they couldn't do transitions. Those right. those spinning. Oh yeah, when he beats up the people. Yeah, yeah. There's like three yeah. times where there's like a transition of like the image is just spinning. 
Uh-huh. I don't even it's know like how to describe old that. old 1960s Batman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 1960s Batman had extensive choreographed fights, though. This one did oh, not. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not bagging <laughs> on... Yeah. I'm not bagging on 60s ba- Batman. I'm just saying this is a poorly used... Yeah, they yes. used it to be lazy for fights. They did, which is unfortunate because like, I feel like even a bad fight would have been fun. Yeah. And the, like, the, I think the thing is the highlight of this movie. Yeah, I, I like the part when he's there all in the jail cell and his friends are in trouble. He's like, well, I guess I got to go save him. And he just walks through the door of the jail cell that they've been in the whole time yep it's good that's a good thing moment i uh, you don't think so i no i i agree i think he is the highlight of this movie Mm um i i think my big problem with this movie is it couldn't decide if it was trying to be clever funny or goofy funny Mm -hmm. uh because like that whole thing when I can't remember what order this happens in because I only saw it the one time. This is the rare occasion where on this show I have watched it only once. Mm -hmm. So I watched this once, but there's this moment where I think before he beats up a bunch of people, he's rocking back and forth on his heels. Mm -hmm. And it looks like, well, guess we're going to fight. And it's kind of funny. And then they have that horrible and spinning. (laughs) And and then he just is gone. Mm -hmm. That It's like, wow, was that supposed to be funny? Did I misread that? Like, so I don't know, I, but I do think the thing is the the highlight of this particular iteration of uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, he might have been the highlight of the other one too, of the newer one. I can't remember that. No, because he kind of be, he's nothing. At least yeah. in the the two thousand four five one, I always I, I think that I've I've always felt I said I've felt bad for this guy like a lot, and I mm-hmm. think that movie also has a lot of an emotional like story arc with him in yeah, it too. Yeah, most Fantastic Four stories are they make the thing mad in the beginning, he leaves, mm-hmm. gets into trouble, then they have to go help him. So it's pretty standard. Yeah. Or Indeed. something comes from space and they're like, whoa, I guess we got to do something about this. But usually it's the thing. Mm. Okay, well, I think it's time we move on to how we would each fix this thing. Ah! Ah, you can't <laughs> fix the thing. It's impossible. It's broken. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sam... Uh, how would you fix this? Is it fixable? I don't think it's fixable, but I think that is almost by design. Because my, I still think that they made this never to be, never to be seen. You're and going with the Stanley, and someone was lying somewhere along the way to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like the producers were lying about it never being seen, or meaning to be released. <clears throat> but I think you saying that it was cute kind of makes me feel like. As long as it did not destroy the Fantastic Four as an idea or a franchise, maybe it's okay. And it does belong uh, as an extra on a DVD somewhere as something fun to watch. And if if there was ever a high-def version of this, I would watch it as it is again. And I laughed Same. so hard when Johnny was a CGI Johnny <laughs> and does his little spin around. 1993 CGI yeah. low-budget Johnny. Yeah. I think, I, th- I mean, like, everything about it was wrong. So you'd have to fix everything about it. But if you fix certain things like Doom was just all wrong, then the movie wouldn't be the same. The only thing I think I would cut maybe is the jeweler and do something different in that part. Mm-hmm. Maybe more Doom or yeah, just something. Yeah, give backstories to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like a maybe some kind of flashback chunk where you figure out what the heck's going on with Doom or like another plot of his or something but not the jeweler. He is what I would remove. Okay. I think that would be make it a little bit less boring in the middle. Cool. Rachel. I think 
that you can't really make this rendition better. Um, I I don't think you can fix it. I th- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so sad. Like it's dying on the operating table. Yeah, <laughs> call it's it. A, call yeah. it. It's a lost cause. Um, but I think that if it were to be like obviously it's been remade a million times since and it's i think that they have to go go full spider-man like marvel disney marvel has to get a hold of it and start in the middle and i don't want to see another origin story an, another yeah. origin story i think you have to start where they're hmm. already a team you can pepper in some backstory. Yeah, again. you can pepper yeah. in like through like good filmmaking and stuff, um, how they got their powers. But I think that Fantastic Four is so much a part of the cultural comic book zeitgeist that, um, that like we know now. Like Sue Storm does this, Reed does this. Like I think. If you remade it, it should be a Fantastic Four story and not how Fantastic Four became. Okay. This is you like fixing the entire Fantastic Four film franchise yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah. Think, and I think to be fair to the to people trying to make Fantastic Four movies, they are an extremely hard thing to make a movie out of because I think they are like <clears throat> so comic book e. They they are like so inextricable from superhero comic book i feel like there's something about the format where it's such a dorky idea the fantastic four even the name is like yeah yeah. everything about it is so dorky yeah but so is avengers but they're cool like they're cool people Um, who are strong and can be people no actually i think to go to rachel's point if you look at fantastic four you could look at captain america before any of these movies had been made and go Funky supposed to do with that? But yeah. it's like a caricature. Almost. Like, he's not like somebody's dad who's always hanging out with his wife and like his and like his uncle. Well, no, because something. all these stories are different. Yeah, but like I, like if if it were to be me going into this, I would say we're not going to have an origin story. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick up with you know Doom is doing something and they have to find Reed Richards. Yeah. And because Reed Richards knows the most about this Doom guy. Mm-hmm. And then you go from there and then it all spirals out of control. And you're like, oh, my God, the Fantastic Four are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, on top of that, they're like not just random people. They're all scientists. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. that in itself has a lot. Like you can make such interesting characters out of mm-hmm. scientists yeah. who are also yeah. superheroes. Because they're more self-aware in some ways of like powers and how things work. And- mm-hmm. And they can come up with solutions that aren't just punching stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can create giant murder bonds, even though nobody in the film or in the audience wanted you to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hate Age of Ultron. It's pretty bad. Um, So my fix for this is, uh, yeah, don't touch it. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to fix it. I, I kind of have a place for it in my heart as this cute disaster Of a movie where it felt like a lot of people were trying really hard and then a lot of people weren't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think it as a histor- for historical context, I, I think this movie, I wouldn't want to change a thing. And I would want to show it to people and say, look, don't do this. <laughs> 
but, to do any of this. <laughs> but I want you to pay attention to how much they cared about trying to make a Fantastic Four movie. Because yeah. I think that's what comes through here for me, is that they didn't want to make some... Like, we're going to talk later about the Captain America movie mm-hmm. that was made by Canon Films. And there's one where they're just like, what are you doing? Do you even like Captain America? Oh, like, no. I thought, okay. I got the impression that it was trying very hard too, but it's not. I haven't seen it in many years. Okay. And all I have right now is the awesome Chris Evans movies in my head. So, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, I'd say there I, – I just don't see anything to really fix. Maybe, yeah, maybe remove the jeweler. But I – even at that, I kind of like that that weird thing exists in here. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, something so, like, so devoted to the source material, inventing a new character completely. And yeah. And a very bad character at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So strange. I don't know. Val. Yeah. I w- at first, I was thinking, obviously – give them a bigger budget but i think that would have made it worse in sad ways because it still wouldn't be good but it would just be like even well it would have more johnny flying around yeah crazy with the the laser beam but uh (laughs) i think like if if we were keeping it as it is what to do to improve i agree would be to get rid of like or to clarify simplify the jeweler stuff because it takes up so much time in the movie The, the fight scenes with the Fantastic Four and other stuff are like pushed to the last 15 minutes of the movie and in the the middle half of it is just like nothing that really affects the plot in any way that is important to the Fantastic Four it feels all outside of them mostly mm-hmm. yeah um, so I'd get rid of that and then that could lead to like there being more backstory or context or like emotional ties to things that don't exist in it mm-hmm but yeah, I I liked it as is also, and I feel like it's a cool, I'm glad that it exists, and it's fun to have watched and confusing that it exists. And that's <laughs> I also, good. I like movies that are confusing as to why they exist. Yeah. What, what, how did this get here? It's like if you're finding an artifact, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, what did they use it for? Yeah. What yeah. Is, is so it? many people spent at least 21 to 25 days <laughs> 21 on this. or 25 yeah. days, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, cool. Well, at this point, let's move on to rating this sucker. And my rating system is, which Star Wars movie is it? And the appropriate answer for this movie is Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. Whoa. 1985 televised movie <laughs> that is terrible and bad, but for some reason, I really enjoyed it when I was a kid. Also cute. It's cute. Yes. It's very cute. The Ewoks are cute. There's a terrifying villain in it. I don't remember much else about that, but he is terrifying. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Battle for Endor wow. is the closest analog of a Star Wars movie I can come up I with. I didn't know that you could use non... Like, it's a movie. Yeah. It can't, be I, a, it can't be a TV series or anything. Okay. Fair Does enough. the Christmas special count? No, because we're actually going to be watching the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, boy. Christmas. So that will get that rating. There you <laughs> go, yeah. yeah. It is that. It is, it is that, yeah. Rachel? Hmm. So my rating system is uh, A through F. Um, so basically an A is like, okay, that's a movie. Kind of that's thing. the top of the scale. It's the top of the scale on this podcast. Yeah. Like Great. that's a movie that's like, all right, may probably like doesn't necessarily belong on this podcast. And then F is Batman versus Superman. What the hell <laughs> on God's name are you doing? And 
why are you doing it to me kind of thing. Um, hmm. I would say this is a C minus. Oh. Uh, no, I'm going to go with D plus. It is just barely a movie. It's just, I mean. Well, that's true. Well, if it's just barely a movie, it would it would be a little bit higher. But I think that, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't know. I just think that like, like I look for s- substance even in bad movies, and I feel like this was just so like thrown together, and it's like, no. Don't waste my time with this script kind of thing. Don't waste a million dollars. Yeah. What if it was well, like it w- a $20 million and it was the same movie? Would that raise Whoa. or lower the grade? No. I think that would put it at an F almost probably. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really, like me personally, I don't really pay attention much to budgets of film because like there are some amazing, like look at like, Florida, not Florida Project, Tangerine. Yeah, that was filmed on all on iPhone. Yeah, but there weren't special effects. Yeah, mm. but that doesn't matter. Like <laughs> I'm sure that that had like the tiniest budget, and yeah. like you could do such amazing things with tiny budgets. Like you don't have to have CGI. Like you can have practical effects and still be good. Yeah, but so, sometimes they throw money at stuff until they try until they think that they've made it better. Yeah, but I don't really necessarily pay too much attention to the budget. I just, just give me the thing and I'll look at it based off of that. Yeah. That's fair. Sam, what is your rating? My rating system is the European toilet system. So in Europe, (laughs) they have one. Valerie is delighted. They have one button for the little flush for the pee and then a bigger button for the poop flushing. And so you pick which button to push to make the movie go down or you can push a combination of buttons or you can push one multiple times. I feel really bad flushing this movie down the toilet. So I don't know if I can. Oh, is this going on your shelf? I don't think it's going in my shelf. I think it's going in under the sink in that storage that you never look at. So where you like, fished it out of the toilet and you put it under the sink? Yeah, probably. So it's going next to the to- the unwrapped toilet paper. Or like the cat shampoo. Yeah. or like If you have a cat. Yeah, or the dog shampoo if you have or a dog. Or some like four-year-old baby wipes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dried up baby wipes. When you need them, you open it and they're, they've been dried up for years. Yeah, that that's what always thing. happens to my Clorox wipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going under the sink. Okay, because you don't want anybody to know you have it. I don't want to look at it, really. Yeah. Like, if they ever release a higher def version of this <laughs> knickknack, I will put it on my knickknack shelf, maybe. <laughs> or I'll put it in the toilet. But right now, I don't think I have enough evidence <laughs> to decide one way or the other. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Valerie, you have a new rating system. Yeah. I I hope it's the one you talked to me about yesterday. Yes. It is based on the word bad. So I'm stylizing the word bad Whoa. with fonts, <laughs> boldness, uh-huh. punctuation, Sans color. Sans. Yeah. This one, I need to think about how I would apply it to more movies because I feel like I might just do the same thing every time. <laughs> uh, this one is just lowercase word bad in a normal font sans serif with a lot of dots after it. <laughs> trailing off and then a sad face at the end. Oh, like oh a you colon, end on an emoji. A co- no, a colon bracket or oh, a colon okay. parenthesis. Uh, it's like, it's bad. Yes, obviously it's bad. Sad that it's only in 
bad quality on the internet. Oh, okay. Oh, that was deep. Yeah. I like that. that it's like inevitably system. bad, basically, is what I find a long trail of ellipses to be. It was like, yeah, bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that. Uh, okay. Finally, we need to get on to our section called Real Good, where we recommend a movie for you to watch that is hopefully better or at least something different uh, than what you watched here. Sam, you're going to go first. Oh, I have one this time. Yay! It's not a movie again. Oh, no. It's a comic book Okay, that I maybe have done before. Uh, Secret fi- Secret Wars, the mm. new Secret Wars, not the old 80s one or whatever. Uh, Doctor, So it's the end of a huge story arc with the Fantastic Four. All the multiverses crashing into each other and being destroyed. And the last Earth left is the regular Marvel Universe. And all the crashing crashes in on it. And out of the dust of the universe, there's just one Earth left made of all the different pieces of the multiverse. So there's like dinosaurs and robots and caveman versions of the superheroes. Oh yeah, and Captain like, America rides a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he fights mm-hmm. hulks, all kinds of hulks. <laughs> uh, but the king of it all is Doctor Doom, who of course it is. who's just trying to like keep everybody alive in his own weird way, but also be the <laughs> god. But also he is now God. So wow. they're all trying to kill him, and he's God, and to get everything back to normal. And the only people left are like the the thing and a few other people trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And he's married. To Sue Storm. Uh, yeah, he's recreated the Fantastic Four around him. So he's married to Sue Storm. And not they don't ever really do anything creepy. They don't get creepy with it though. He's and like then, Yeah, then Reed comes and well, yeah. Reed, Reed comes. It. No, it's, Reed's the one who's left, not the thing. But yeah. But it was very good and weird. Yeah. And there's a lot of reading you could do to get to that point to understand it, but you don't really have to. You can just wiki stuff you don't understand. That's the kind of thing that is can just be a comic, and if it was anything else, it would just be embarrassingly probably strange and bad. I mean, you say mm-hmm. that. We thought that about Infinity War for a long time, but then th- Marvel comes out and throws a damn near perfect mm-hmm. movie yeah. at us. So I think Enter the Spider-Verse, the new- Oh, that too! I think that'll have aspects from the storyline in it. Because mm-hmm. it's about multiverses crashing into each other, sort of. That so. one looks very good. And it looks it very good, yeah. Yeah. Rachel, what's your real good? Um, I'm going to recommend to watch the first X-Men. Uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Okay. Because I love X-Men, and I hope one day that there is, like, an actual good X-Men. It's my favorite comic You're preaching to the choir them. here. <laughs> like, that's, like, Spider-Man and X-Men were the ones that I read the most. But when X-Men 1 came out, <laughs> it was so exciting and even though it's like weird and maybe a little bit goofy now, that scene when that senator or whatever guy melts on that table still holds in, in my mind as one of the weirdest and grossest things that happened in the movie, in, in a movie. But is like, it has like these, it's like the birth of superhero movies as it is now as they are yeah now. it was the one that was the one that turned a, a major corner because we'd been riding with the batmans, batmans that yeah. oh, it is yeah. not a batman movie at all no and it was weird too because was, there's a lot of uh there's so many things in that movie that i really like like mm-hmm. i love patrick stewart uh, in yeah. that movie mm-hmm. and even though he's not my version of wolverine i think hugh jackman does a great job mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's Halle Berry as some weird ass version of Storm. 
mm-hmm. that with the worst wig in a multi-million dollar movie I have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, like it, it, a lot of really weird stuff like that. But I remember walking out of that going, they did it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. made an X-Men movie. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that it's like, that is a movie where they have X-Men and they're like, we're going to make an X-Men movie. Yeah. And they did it. And it's like, I can still watch that. So I think that the that first is, crack at it yeah. was passable. <laughs> Two good movies. They the did X. And, second one was good. X too. one the was one... better than the first one tr- in, in a lot of respects. It wasn't as goofy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I really like Days of Future Past, and that's it. I like Days of well, I like the one before that. First class. Yes, first I like class First Class a lot because I, I well I'm. I'm getting off topic, but I like, <laughs> I really like the relationship that uh, uh, Magneto and uh, Professor, Professor X have. Mm. And I wish that that were kind of also a movie as well. Fair enough. I don't like that Mystique is like the main character of the I also new stuff. do it not seems like very that. strange, but whatever. It yeah. doesn't really fit in with the old movies at all. Well, it's weird too because Wolverine was kind of the main character of these movies and he's not really the main character of the movie so yeah. of the comics. Uh he's that's what made him cool in yeah. the comics. They he kind was... of all take turns being the main character in the yeah. books a little bit, I guess, but Anyway, my real good is another movie that cost only a million dollars, and it's not a great movie, but it's it's impressive when you know how much it was made for and what they did. It's a movie that uh, we may actually do on this podcast sometime, mm-hmm. but it's called Cube. Um, mm-hmm. It's a horror movie mm-hmm. where a bunch of people wake up in a cube. It's mm-hmm. just a big room, and they find that this cube is connected at all ends to other cubes, and then those cubes to other cubes, and it's a maze. And there are traps in these cubes, and they can't figure out why they're there. They just and they're trying to navigate their way out. And it's a very inexpensive movie. Good actors, like uh, interesting traps. If you're into that kind of thing, and uh, gory a couple times, but mm-hmm. still, uh, I think an interesting movie. And for a million dollars, thumbs up. Like. Good job, people. Yeah. So, yeah. Valerie, what is your real good? Uh, I had no context of the types of things that other people <laughs> said for this, so my my real good is Flubber, the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, mostly because I came up with some parallels between it <laughs> and right. Fantastic Four. Science experiment gone wrong or right, oh, yeah. question mark, Flubber, <laughs> and also basically every character in Fantastic Four yeah. is, exp- is a result of some sort of science experiment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gone wrong, um, right. People trying to steal a very valuable thing, trying mm-hmm. to steal Flubber in Flubber uh, versus uh, the diamond. Right. Uh, versus also powers in general. Uh-huh. Um, the villain is someone wronged by the hero. Um, in Flubber, it's the parent of a student who uh, uh, the professor failed in class. Uh-huh. He's trying to get I back don't at that at all. Yeah, and obviously, Victor's mad about the result of the experiment. Um, a ragtag group of good guys. I was going to say there was even four of them in Flubber, but there's not really. I was stretching it a lot. <laughs> With Weebo, there's yeah, Weebo. No, no, there's Weebo? a professor, Flubber, Weebo, and then there was a robot called Weber that was like the, the maid of the house. I do remember that, too. Wasn't uh, Weebo in love with the professor? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes, that is a major plot point that allows... Um, the professor to f- to actually become in love with the lady that he's been trying to marry uh, the whole time. We both teaches him how to Yeah. Uh, there's weird powers, weird unexpected powers, full break and bounce. 
for some reason. <laughs> and, and dance. Then, yeah, <laughs> dance uh, and exist in general. Um, <laughs> there's a creepy, unsettling love story somewhat. Um, robot versus t- robot in love with man and woman in, s- love, woman with in love with robot man. Older man. I don't know. Just the way that was presented in the movie felt sure. weird to me. No, that scene is makes it all creepy. Which the which one? The scene with with him and her when she's a little girl. Yeah, yeah. that makes it creepy. Yes. The way it's acted, the way it's done. Like you could have her just peeking around the corner at him mm-hmm. and yeah. everything, and not have him interacting with her. The only mm-hmm. context of yeah, yeah. The setup is creepy. And then finally, it, both of them end in a wedding. Uh, oh God. One is probably much more unsettling than the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's they no fly away in a car in a flying in the flying car. Yeah, in the flying yeah. car. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I have no no knowledge of Flubber, and uh, everybody else knows everything about it. I checked. I thought after I wrote all this down, is Flubber actually a good movie? And it has like a t- like a low scores on the the things that score movies. Yeah. But I have fond memories of it from when I was a child. Yeah, me too. So well, there you go. I've never seen the Robin Williams movie, Flubber. I've only seen the original one, which is the... The, the Nutty Professor. No, the, 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 the Absent-Minded absent Professor. Yeah, yeah. And Not there's nutty. the Flying Car. The, yeah. 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 Well, the yeah. Robin Williams Flubber is like, there's like dance parties and crazy basketball, basketball, basketball. games. Yeah. And yeah. It's I, I very think he's good at basketball in the old Flubber too, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. Well... Something's never changed. I feel like some of the humor that they are maybe trying to go for in Fantastic Four is the type of humor that isn't Flubber as well. Yeah. It could be. Like kooky. Now that they're both owned by Disney, there could be a Flubber (gasps) Fantastic Four crossover. Flubber could be the Fantastic Five. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The Fantastic Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Flubber. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you guys for joining me for this conversation about a weird movie that should or should not exist. Yeah. Um, And I think it's more interesting because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sam and Rachel, you guys have a podcast. Tell yeah, us about do. the podcast. We do. It's called Real, Real Love. Love. And so every week we pick a movie for each other to watch, no questions asked, and then we talk about it. But now it's movie season. It's prestige movie season, so we're going to be watching a lot more theater movies. Mm-hmm. Sad boy season. Yeah. Mm, I'm oh, going to see- All the boy movies. Boy movies. What? Uh, there's Beautiful Boy and Boy Erased. Oh. Yeah. Two boy movies. I'm going to see a girl movie. What is it? The girl in the spider's web. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to see that this weekend. Cool. So, uh, yeah, you should review that so I can see if we agree. Oh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, you can find that at, if you search Real Love in iTunes. With we'll be e's. there with two E's. Yeah. Cool. You want people to find you on Twitter? Uh, at Real Love Pod. Cool. You could probably also search Real Love on, on Twitter. Well, uh-huh. you'll find us. You'll find If yeah. you want to find us, yeah. you'll find Real us. Real Bad follows us on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, you could do it lots of different ways. <laughs> Just That's dig true. through the follower, the followees. Real yeah. Bad doesn't follow that many people, so yeah. Ooh. Good point. And Valerie, you have a Twitter. I do. It is Valerie2776. Tell these fine people what that stands for. Uh, it, I made it when I was 15 to sign up, <laughs> sign up for Zanga. Uh, What's Zanga? It was like Live Journal, but before or parallel to like a group web ring blogging site. Oh, okay. Um, but it stands for Back to the Future because two is a B, A B, T is seven letters from the end of the alphabet, then F is the sixth letter, so two seven seven six. 
Okay, cool. Uh, it's also a really good Twitter Yeah, I should have changed it um, when I had the chance, but now it's too much of a thing. I like when I'm hanging out with you, and then when I go home, and then I look at the twi- thing, and you've been tweeting the whole time that we've been hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just tweet things. You're a very there's, subtle tweeter, there's, though. There's no rhyme or reason or sphere of specific things that I tweet about just whatever see I would rather have that I would rather have somebody who's a sneaky tweeter (laughs) than someone who's a sneaky photographer oh yeah for sure like there have been times I'll go into my Instagram and find out oh look I'm tagged in four videos oh good (laughs) yeah no I don't take pictures of people I don't really even tweet about people. Other, it's just thoughts. well. Last night it was about popcorn. Yeah, yeah. We we went to go see a movie. One of the boy movies. Yeah, <laughs> and beautiful I boy. Beautiful boy. Ate a whole bowl of popcorn. We to all myself. ate a whole we bowl. All of popcorn. Ate the whole popcorn. Yeah. It's great. Mm, yeah, Jesus. it's really good popcorn. Well, if you would like to follow. <laughs> Us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Real Bad Pod, uh, and of course, if you'd like to help us out and help us keep doing this thing, you can go to uh, Patreon.com/slash Real Bad Pod. And a big thanks to Carly B, I Love It Podcast, and Black Duck Studios for being uh, patrons of ours and uh, getting memberships on Patreon. We really, really appreciate everything you give to us. We're gonna try to give back. So. By doing good content. That's my hope, anyway. Also, Real Bad is a part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me to check out more of our friends. Uh, Right now, they are in the midst of doing their awards season for all of the Charlize Theron movies they've had to watch. So, uh, I cast my votes, and I'm sure you have too, and now they're going to give out the Chrome Teeth Awards. So, should be fun. Uh, Next week, I think we're going to be doing another real good episode. I am trying to corral Tobin into doing this. Next week is Thanksgiving, of course, so everybody's going to be all over the place, but you should still have an episode. Hopefully. Oh my god, hopefully. (laughs) But until then, this has been Real Bad.